welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm really excited because we're having one of my really good friends, Amy Rizzuto from Amy Rizzuto Photography, as our guest today. I have known Amy, I think, for like ever, but probably at least 10 years, and we have grown our businesses at the same time, and we were pregnant at the same time with our first children. So this episode is really special because we're talking about how to balance motherhood while you are a small business owner. And we share a lot of our advice and thoughts and insights about how each of us navigated this new sort of time in our life and how we continue to run our businesses and be moms and be there for our children. So I'm really excited uh, for you guys to listen to today's show. So a little bit about Amy is that she's been photographing beautiful weddings for the last nine years, and she is based out of New Jersey. She has a successful wedding photography business. She's a mom of two, and she recently launched her own podcast called Spark, and I'll link it in the show notes so you guys can go over there and give it a listen. It's really, really good. Um, A few things to announce before we begin is that we're almost there. We're almost at our goal of 20 reviews for 2020. And I would absolutely love it if you guys took a quick minute, swiped up after you listened to today's show and left us a glowing five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This will really help new listeners find us and it would mean so much to me. Be sure to visit www.twitchanae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. Can't wait to see you guys there. All right, you guys, let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. And I'm so excited you guys are here. We have one of my favorite people as a guest today. Amy, can you say hi to everybody? Hi, guys. How's it going? Oh, I'm so happy you're here. We've been talking about doing this for a really long time and and it's happening. I know. I'm so excited. I've been really looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having me on, Janae. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So Amy and I have been friends for like ever, I feel like. Um, <laughs> we started our photography businesses around the same time and have just sort of been, you know, growing, um, I guess, over the last 10 years, which is pretty exciting. So before we go into anything, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company and how you got started. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, So like I said, my name's Amy Rizzuto. I'm a wedding photographer in New Jersey and New York. I've been in business for nine years now, which seems crazy because it seems like just yesterday um, when we were starting our businesses. And um, I love capturing bright, happy, and authentic moments on a wedding day. Um, I began my business right after my own wedding. So I was 23. I had just gotten married. I was still obsessed with all things wedding. And I was looking for jobs. So I was applying for jobs at the Knot with no luck. And one of the girls in my small group um, who knew I loved taking pictures said, have you ever thought about becoming a wedding photographer? And 
something just clicked for me there. I knew that um, it combined two of my loves, weddings and photography, um, and I jumped right in. My first year in business seems like it was a lifetime ago, but I still remember it so clearly. I photographed my first wedding back in July 2012, and then I second shot a handful of weddings in the fall. Um, and then I booked my first wedding on my own in December from Craigslist and then launched my website the next year. That's amazing. I know. It's so it's so great to see how far you've come and how well you've done. And, you know, this topic that we're talking about today is something I've been thinking about talking about for a really long time. So I'm glad to talk about it with you. You know, we're going to talk about how we're small business owners, right? We both own our own companies and we are both full-time moms, you know, (laughs) and we both are pregnant at the same time. Yes. I think Audrey and Tilly were due like two days or four days apart. It was really close. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our girls were like really uh, close together and we were pregnant at Spark together. Yes. (laughs) It was like, like, oh, we went to the same things together. It was so nice to have like someone to talk to and be like, oh, does your back hurt or how are you sleeping? And you you knew exactly what I was going through. So it was so nice. But, you know, today I want to talk about you know, how it's so hard to do, to do all the things and to be successful, you know, like I wanted to ask, you know, I want to start off this conversation with, you know, how do you manage, you know, to, how did you manage to change to become a mom and a business owner? Yeah. I mean, like you said, those two things are honestly so hard and I feel like no one told me how much things would change um, when I had kids. Um, I had my daughter, Audrey, back in 2015, and at that time, I was photographing around 40 weddings a year. I gave birth to her in July, so right in the middle of wedding season. Um, I was photographing weddings nine months pregnant and then less than a month after giving birth to her, and I found, you know, the amount of work that I had to do, um, you know, when I was becoming a new mom was the most challenging part. I remember being up in the middle of the night, um, nursing her. And when she would fall asleep, I would edit at four in the morning, just trying to get everything done. And I was so overwhelmed by all of the changes. I knew I made it, I I needed to make a change. Um, and one of the things that I did was I decided to photograph less weddings the next year, um, to just help manage the amount of time that I had to work on my business. It was, you know, so much less after becoming a mom. And that just, I don't know why it surprised me so much, but it honestly did. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like no one really talks about the afterbirth part and no one talks about how to function as a new mom and as a small business owner. Like for myself, I was just so sleep deprived and I was so out of it. And I had like some client's mother emailing me about an album and I was like lady I cannot even see straight like I I cannot (laughs) help you right now I literally just gave birth and I think you know this conversation that we're having is really important for people listening who are either a going to become a mother or thinking about to become a mother or parents and you know putting we have to reassess our expectations of ourselves and what we can do to one, take care of ourselves and our children, and then also take care of our business. You know, we have to take care of it. Yes, it's so true. And I feel like, just like you said, that's something that people don't talk about a lot. And 
um, you know, even the people that I was talking to, you know, I, I couldn't really find an answer. They were just like, oh, well, you know, that, that work-life balance doesn't really exist. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like work-life balance like, does not exist, but you have to, <laughs> I think we have to navigate what we're willing to give up in, right. in order to get a balance in our own lives versus what sort of society tells us that we need to, to figure out because I mean, I'm very honest with my listeners and my audience that it's impossible for me to do all the things by myself all the time. You know, like we'll get into this, but like I hired help. I, I have assistants. I have BAs. Like there are things that as small business owners, it's, you don't have to be prideful to ask for help. You know, right. you, you can just say, I want to serve my couples and I want to be a good mom. And, and these are the things that I need to do that. So, you know, do you struggle to get your job done and, and to take care of your family? I definitely do. And um, my, I have two kids now. My daughter is four and my son is two. And things have gotten a little bit better as they've gotten older. But I just remember um, the newborn stage being really hard. I was struggling to get all of my work done and to take care of my family well. Um, and one of the things that I didn't really even think about was, you know, the time that it would take away from my husband. So, you know, I'm running a business, you know, trying to, you know, keep the house clean, play with the kids and take care of them. And then, you know, my husband would get home and I would want to have this meaningful time with him. And that was, um, it, it was just so much. It was really hard to manage it all. Um, and I remember the biggest change, um, being, you know, one of the ways that he saw me, I had never wanted to be a stay at home mom, but all of a sudden that's the role that I found myself in mm -hmm. my husband, you know, he went back to work pretty quickly after the birth of Audrey and Ryan, and I was left at home to care for them and to run my business. And before I had kids, I would work, you know, nine to six, you know, he would come home, we'd have dinner together. And then we'd sit down on the couch and I'd get my computer back out. I'd get a little bit more editing done in the evening. Um, but, you know, with two kids, I'm lucky if I have two hours a day to work, you know, if everyone, you know, actually goes down for their nap. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Real life. Yeah. I felt the same way. I felt like my husband and I had talked about it while she was still in the womb where I said, you know, I'm not doing all this stuff by myself. You need to chip in. Like I can't go food shopping anymore and you're going to have to do that. And I'm going to take care of her, but I also need to do this. And you're going to have to pick up the, the slack of things yes. that I just, I just can't do. And you know, that was helpful. But in the beginning, you know, there are things that our husbands just can't do. Like they right. can't breastfeed, you know, right. that's, that's all on the mom. Right. And no, you know, no, and I feel like there's nothing wrong with formula. And, you know, that is definitely a path for moms who can't breastfeed or having trouble. Right. But I, I think we both chose to breastfeed as long as possible. Is that yes. right? Yeah. I, I nursed them both for around a year. And that was one of the hard things just because you're sleep deprived for about a year. And yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're somebody's like slushy, slushy machine for yep. a year, you know. <laughs> exactly, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. So what? When I started weaning Tilly, I was like, oh, this is the best. And I was, I missed, you know, I definitely missed that time. Like it was so nurturing and that those, I don't know, that one-on-one -on -one skin to skin. But yeah. now I'm like, bye, see you later. Don't call me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's so like, true. <laughs> I know. So did you ask for help when this was going on? 
I did. So Audrey was about four months old when I realized I really needed to get help. We don't have family who lives around here. So I got on care.com and I interviewed a few different um, candidates that were really, um, you know, promising. And that was a life changer. So, um, you know, now I have someone come into the house three days a week from nine to five. And just asking for help was was the biggest game changer. And um, the first few years, um, we went through multiple um, babysitters and nannies, um, just trying to find um, a good fit. And there was a lot of turnover there. I think the hardest um, time happened when our nanny left me um, in September. And I had nine weddings that month and eight weddings the following month. And I had no child care from September to the end of November. And I was, Oh my goodness. Yeah, that was, that was definitely the hardest time. So it was a quick realization that I couldn't do it alone. I definitely needed to have help to, um, to be a, a good and happy mom and to run my business well. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think with Tilly, we got help when she was about six months and we had a, right. a woman come in about 11 hours a week, which is what we could afford. And I worked so hard those 11 hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, think, I think that's the funny thing is that before you have a baby, you're like, oh, I have so much time. I can do whatever I want. I don't really know. And then when you're paying someone, you're like, oh, I need to get everything done in these three days or these four hours um, right. because- one, you realize how much you're spending per hour, you know, like you can't mess around on Facebook or Instagram right? <laughs> and, and you need to be really focused. So when they leave or you pick up your child from daycare, um, you can be a mom again. So I feel like, yeah, I, I, I get asked a lot, like, how do you do it all? And I, I said this on a previous podcast. I said, I paid for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't do it all. Like that's, it's impossible. Like you need I asked for help and I said, I, I'm, what happened was when we, when I was pregnant, I don't know if you had this um, conversation with your husband, but I said, I'm not giving up my business just yes. to become a mother. Right. And, and you said before, you didn't want to be a stay at home mom. I'm like, that's, that's not my path in life. Like right. I, I don't want to do that. And my husband was like, I understand. We're going to figure it out. So when I said, okay, this is, she's old enough. I want to bring somebody in. He was very on board and we made that decision as a married couple to bring someone in. So I, I mean, I'm sure Matt was very supportive too. Like, okay, let's do it. You know, yes. cause you can't do everything. It's impossible. It's so true. And I think, you know, being on the same page and being able to ask for help was, um, essential for being able to still continue to run, um, a business that I enjoyed and, and was proud of. Yeah, and profitable. Yes, you know, you, exactly. You, you have to <laughs> feed, feed your new family too. Exactly. It's so so did you feel when you had, you were pregnant with Ryan that you were more equipped to handle what was coming? I definitely did because we had a babysitter in place who was, um, you know, really amazing and was there all the time. Um, so I felt like I understood more of what was coming, but Honestly, I felt like that transition was pretty hard to just because, like you said, I sort of like went back into that haze of being sleep deprived and, um, you know, now trying to like manage two kids. And, um, you know, like you said, I think, um, you know, getting help is important, but it's hard um, just to continue working at the same level of efficiency when 
um, when you are tired. So it, it was definitely an easier transition because I had childcare in place and had already adjusted the number of weddings that I was shooting to, um, you know, allow me to spend time with my family and still run a profitable business. Um, so it was definitely um, easier in that sense, but but hard in the sense that I was going back into, um, you know, just being tired all the time and yeah, struggling Zom- to... zombie mommy zombie mode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so did, so do you have, or I think you, are you tell our audience, our listeners, like, did, did you have systems in place prior to being pregnant or did you do them afterwards? And I mean, systems like a CRM or a VA or somebody to help you, like how were you set up before? Yeah. So before I, um, you know, had kids, I was pretty much doing everything myself. Um, when I had Audrey, I, I brought in the childcare, but I was, um, I was still doing everything except for editing my weddings. I began to outsource. And then when I had Ryan, I quickly realized that I needed to get more help. And so I started outsourcing my weddings to a private editor instead of a company, Cinnamon Wolf. She's amazing. and Oh, friend to the podcast. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, But, you know, the biggest thing that she did to help was she put a rule in place to where I had to deliver my weddings to her within 14 days. Otherwise, the delivery time went way up. And so um, her system sort of helped me to um, systemize, you know, my process as well. And I brought on someone to call my weddings. I brought on someone to do my blogging. Um, you know, I, I basically outsourced everything, album design. And, you know, I, I could have taken the time to do these things, but being a mom was something I was so excited about. And spending time with the kids was so important to me as well that, you know, I wanted to do the parts of the business that only I could do and that, you know, I needed to focus my energy on. And then I let go of everything else. I outsourced as much as I could. And that was really the big game changer and sort of when things turned around for me and got easier. I love that. I think that's such a good tip for everybody who's listening is that you can't do it all. And it's okay to let, to hire people to help you to do other things. Because if you're, if you are focused on blogging versus you know, booking the next wedding, you could be losing the next wedding versus if you have someone doing it for you, where you maybe you have final say, you just review it and you write, you write the copy or whatever. But then you're like, I'm booking three more weddings a month because I can focus on it. That's like a huge return of investment on your time, you know, on on paying someone else. And And I think that's so important for at least, you know, maybe women to hear is that you don't, you don't have to do it all and you, you asking for help or paying for help is like, is great. You know, like it's an yes. option for you. Like you should do it. Yeah. I think, you know, it's just at this time, you know, when they're so little, um, you know, if you have the money to be able to spend um, to, to outsource and to pay for childcare, it's worth it during this time because what you're gaining in family time, like those are years that you'll never get back and, you know, when they go off to school to like kindergarten, you know, things will change again and and become easier. But during this time, like the little years, I just think, you know, it's, it's nice if you can outsource to do that. So you can really enjoy and soak in that time when they're so young. 
Yeah, I love that. And we'll wait till they're teenagers and they tell us they hate us. And we're like, <laughs> I did everything for you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the slushy <So>, machine. <laughs> yeah, totally. 100%. So let's, so, you know, taking some time to figure things out, you know, when did you feel, or maybe I don't, I don't know, like, when did you feel that you said to yourself, okay, I've got this, I've got a handle on it. Like, when did you feel maybe like after Audrey, you were like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. Yeah, I think that it honestly, it it took until last year. So it was, you know, four years after having kids um, that I I finally felt like I had a system in place that I was happy with. That's when um, I started outsourcing, you know, the majority of my stuff. Um, And I feel like, you know, if I had let go of some of those things earlier, maybe I would have, you know, felt like I I got into my rhythm. But I think I just, you know, held on, you know, to so many of the parts of my business for so long that it really did take until, you know, I decided to outsource almost everything to where I felt like I was in a good rhythm. And um, it, it really did shock me how long it took to, you know, feel like I was growing in my business again, rather than just, you know, running at the same pace. So it, um, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's such a, that's so nice to hear that you were, you were growing again after so long. And I have just like, um, a side question. So yes. you don't have to say the amounts, but do you feel because, you know, you're, we're New York city, New Jersey photographers, our market could be different from someone listening in the middle of the country or, you know, um, in, in the state, where maybe they can't charge as much, but did you feel that your investment in these services to help you was good for your return on investment? Yeah, I a hundred percent think it was, um, a, a good return on investment. And, you know, what I did, you know, I was shooting around 40 weddings a year before having kids. And so when I did have kids, I, you know, took into consideration all of the things that I was outsourcing, you know, the babysitting, you know, the culling, the editing, album design. And I factored that into my packages and raised my prices. So even though I was shooting less weddings, um, you know, I was still able to um, maintain a good profit in in my business um, just by raising the prices to help, you know, with the demand. And it was it was completely worth it. I just took a look at the numbers and then made adjustments. <laughs> Yeah, that's great to know. So people who are listening, you know, might be like, I don't know. I don't think I can do that. I can't afford it. But maybe if you look at your packages as a whole and raise them incrementally over a year, then those services are sort of paid for. Right. You know, you've, yeah, you've put it in there. Like, I wouldn't say jack up your raise a thousand dollars after listening to this podcast, but maybe you would raise it 200 and that could pay for your VA or mm-hmm. 400 and that would pay for your VA plus your blogger. Like, I think if people do it in baby steps within over a year, um, their return investment would, would be very substantial. Yes, exactly. So let's talk about mom guilt, right? Like <laughs> right. I, <laughs> I deal with this all the time. Um, it totally sucks. Um, do, do you have mom guilt? Absolutely. I think it's inevitable and it's something that is going to always be there. <laughs> I, I know. It's, you just can't get away from it. Yeah, it's true. It's it's a hard thing to manage because, you know, I love my business and I love my kids. I've always wanted to have both. And so, 
Um, I think, you know, the best thing that's helped me is to, to set boundaries and to change my thinking about mom guilt. Um, you know, at, at this time in my life, I still feel like God is calling me to, you know, pour into my business and to have that. And he's given me these two kids. So I, I know that he wants me to do both. Um, and I know that he also doesn't want me to worry and live in shame. So that's sort of what's helped me the most. I know that, um, that these are two things that I'm supposed to be doing. And so I just, you know, have to, to try to push that mom guilt away, even though it's always there. And one of the things that's helped me is, you know, before starting work, I'll have a quick quiet time and pray for productivity. And that has helped me so much. When I leave my office, I heard this tip from Nancy Ray, and I actually use it. It's helped me a lot. Um, I close my computer and I literally say out loud, shutting down. (laughs) And it signals to my brain that work is over. I can go out of my office and, you know, go into mom mode. Um, I try to leave my phone in my office and then I'll spend dinner time and bedtime being present and enjoying the kids and, and playing with them. And there are many days when this doesn't all go purpose, you know, perfectly. Sometimes my kids will run into the office crying or begging for me to help them go to the potty or get a snack. And, <laughs> and sometimes these excursions are like 30 minutes long <laughs> while right. I'm like paying for help. But I just, you know, I try to take a deep breath and pray for patience and, and help them. Because one of the things that I love the most about working from home is getting to be there for them. And it's actually one of the reasons why I was so excited to be in business for myself because I could also be there for my kids. And so when I'm out there, you know, getting the snack and, (laughs) and they're crying, I just have to remind myself over and over again, um, that this is what I wanted. Um, and, and it is worth it. And there are moments too in my office when my daughter will sleep, sweet, like slip little sweet drawing she's made for me under the door. Aww. And I think it was last week um, I was working and the kids came up and they knocked on my window and they put flowers on my window seal. And it's moments like that when I'm like, okay, like it's, it's all worth it. And <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I, I do try to let go of the mom guilt, but I mean, like you said, it's, it's, um, it's always there because you love your kids so much and, and you love your business and it's just really hard to find that perfect balance. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, I believe that there's no perfect balance and, and I love what you said about praying for, you know, prosperity and, you know, for productivity and asking for God to help you. And I feel like that it, it really resonates with myself and just sort of saying like he wants me to be successful and I, and he will provide. Right. And like, even in times of despair or when things don't look good, something always comes through and I'm like, Oh, he's there. Like he, you know, he, he is providing for us. And the mom guilt, I feel like I've really sort of let that go in a way because my daughter, I don't, I want her to know that I'm working in a way for her. Yes. And you know, there's nothing I can do about that because Again, like a stay-at-home mom, with there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not my path. Mm-hmm. And I want to show her that she can do anything and she can have her own business. And she can work for a corporate job all she wants. But, you know, I want her, you know, I spend my time with her. We have our weekends together when I'm not working. And then during the day, it's like, you know, she's at school, uh, not with COVID, but she's at school, you know, <laughs> when she was at school. Right. And then I pick, pick her up and we have a good time together. And then we have fun. So, 
I, I love that, you know, it's a balance. It's a daily balance. And some days are better than others. And some days she wants to be with me all the time. And I, you know, you just reminded me of a, like a feeling of an emotion where when they were little, and I think we said this a long time ago, we talking Mm -hmm. that, you know, I was there for everything. Like I didn't miss anything because I saw her first steps. You know, I fed her, she's talking, said mama, dada. And because I was able to run my business from home, I got to witness all of that. And that is so magical and so amazing that that was like worth the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And yeah, looking back, you know, you forget those things. So that's such a sweet reminder, Janae. Yeah, I think, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm having (laughs) memories now. (laughs) I know. So, you know, I'd love for you to share some of your, you know, maybe three of your most important tips you can share with our listeners that can help them today figure out how to juggle being a mom at a small business owner. I think we've touched on a lot of things that people can sort of go back to, but maybe your top three tips that you have learned throughout your four, four and a half years of being a mom. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, if you, if you are pregnant now and and you don't have kids yet, I think setting up um, help are starting to think about that in advance um, is really good. It was sort of overwhelming to try to find someone um, when I was in, you know, the process of being a new mom. So, you know, start to put feelers out if you have family nearby, you know, maybe talk to them, um, you know, and see if they would be willing to help. I think that's, you know, definitely my number one tip is to get comfortable asking for help. I tried to do so many things for so long on my own. And um, I think, you know, figuring out what works best for you, um, you know, even before you have kids, if you can start to put some thought into that um, is really helpful because it is different for everyone. And then, you know, also being comfortable with, you know, the decisions you make, everyone's going to do it so differently. And so you've really got to look, you know, to what works best for you and your family and then, you know, be comfortable with that. I think my second step, you know, second tip would be to be realistic about your workload. Um, If you need to cut back for a few years, you know, do it. I remember I was on a girl's trip last January and I was talking about growing my associate team. I was listening to you know, all of these girls share about their dreams and their hopes for their businesses. And I was just feeling really overwhelmed because I wasn't in that place. And I was sharing a little bit about where I was at. And one of the girls in the group said, you know, maybe you just don't do it for a couple of years. Maybe you just enjoy your kids. And then when you feel like you're ready to grow again, you go after these things. And that was you know, one of the best advice I felt like I I had ever gotten. It sort of freed me to not feel like I was always climbing and climbing and climbing and working. But I was like, you're right. You know, when, when the time is ready to grow again, I will. And right now I'm just going to enjoy my kids when they're little, you know, keep running my business and enjoying, you know, shooting weddings. That's really what I love most about it. And then I guess the third tip would be, we've touched on this a little bit, but just to realize that there's no perfect work-life balance. I've worked hard at searching for this for a long time. (laughs) And, and, you know, I I think it is very freeing to realize that, you know, it's not something that's really 
you know, there. And when I'm working, I try to work. When I'm with my family, I try to be all there. Um, I honestly love both things. And so I hope I'm able to continue to do them for many years to come. Yeah, definitely. No, those are great. And I think another uh, tip I'd love to throw in is about giving yourself permission to do what's best for you. I feel like once I realized, and this is like a few years ago that I, I didn't need permission from anybody else to, to live my life the way I wanted to. One, T. Janae was born. And two, I was free from the mom guilt and from what other people in, you know, quote unquote society thought that I should be like. And my path is different from your path and it's different from other people's paths who are listening. And you have to do what's best for you. So giving yourself the permission to find your own work-life balance that, you know, per se is is okay. You know, it's totally okay because you're living your life. And, you know, if Aunt Sally is giving you a hard time because you're not with your kid full time, it's like, dude, do you want to watch him? Because you can come and you can do it or I can make money and take care of my kid how I want to take care of them. And, you know, like I think Rachel Hollis, I'm a big fan of her. You know, Mm -hmm. she said, you know, don't give people – uh, from the cheap seats, the expensive ones to your life. Like they don't get a front row to how you live your life. And that really was just very eye opening because, mm-hmm. you know, all of that shame that I would give myself went away. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's really powerful for people. Um, you know, don't take my, you know, don't take it from me. You could go read Rachel Hollis and listen to all her <laughs> stuff. But when I don't know, so, you know how people say something to you and maybe you hear it a few times. But then someone says it in a way that you have that light bulb moment and you're like, oh my God, this like, it just parts the seas and you're like, oh my God, this is totally true. Like that was my moment. And I feel like, you know, that, that was just like really freeing. So. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. That's amazing. And such great advice. Yeah. Yeah. You're, this has been so amazing. I feel (laughs) like we could talk about this forever. Right. (laughs) But thank you so much for being on the show today, Amy. Oh, my goodness. I love you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Janae. It's been, you know, so fun to walk through this journey with you. I, you know, I loved getting to be pregnant together. And I love seeing, you know, just what an amazing mom you are to Tilly and what an amazing business owner you are. So thank you so much for for having me here. Yeah, right back at you. You're an amazing mom. You have two kids. I'm so impressed. (laughs) (laughs) Before we end, let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you, your company, and of course, say hello online. Yes. So um, my uh, website is amyrizzutophotography.com. You can find me there on Instagram and Facebook at Amy Rizzuto Photography. Um, and I, you know, those are the best places to find me. I, I think I spend the most time on Instagram. You can find me there either shooting pretty weddings or playing in the backyard with the kids. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link all this information in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up. And you can uh, click the links and say hi to Amy. Amy, thank you so much for being here. We loved having you. Thank you so much, Janae. We'll talk to you soon. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for being here and listening to today's show. I hope you liked today's episode. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to our guests. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your tips and tricks and invaluable advice. We love you guys. Be sure to check out all their links and information in the show notes. You can find out more about them and their services and give them a shout out online and on Instagram. If you're listening, take a screenshot, share it with your, um, in your Instagram stories, tag at Janae Kirshner and I'll share it in mine. Can't wait to hear from you guys soon and share our next cup of tea together. Bye.